0: What is going on, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Expected Bets Four presented by the Odds Breakers. On this week's episode, we'll be breaking down the limited three game slate for January 13th, talking some mid season grades for teams and players, discussing a little bit around the league, and then looking at some futures potentially for those teams to get in the playoffs here. Before we get into all of that, let's bring in the rest of the crew here. Franco, how are we doing? Good, good ready to get back in this man it's been a while since we've talked and a lot of stuff's been happening in the league so i'm excited to talk through it yeah bettsky how we doing out there in sunny arizona yeah it's 74
1: out here right now which is ridiculous that's a little bit warmer than it usually is but holiday season was good i think my liver's almost completely recovered and i posted a picture uh on christmas but i got a bet ski license plate for yeah i saw that that's sharp if you see it around town you know give me an old honk or throw some eggs at my car if you miss some bets i suggested
0: (laughs) yeah and last but not least we have spitting picklets he's filling in for cheds this week who's on his honeymoon i believe in Punakana. so congrats to cheds on that one but spitting picklets welcome to the podcast how are we doing
2: Good man, excited to be on here. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, I'm ready to just absolutely rip the devils, uh, apart today. In honor <laughs> of Chelsea, so.
3: Yeah, now they they have no way to defend them, so we can exactly yeah. this is perfect yeah. opportunity.
0: Yeah. I think yeah, this is also the- if
3: if if you are a
1: devils fan and you're hoping to have like 15 minutes of devils talk, you may you may just want to tune out now because I don't know if we're going to do that today.
0: Yeah, I think the Rangers fans are going to be pleasantly surprised at this episode, too. <laughs> I don't think uh, Chet is really going to rip them apart too much since he's not here. Um, but with that all being said, let's get into around the league here. Um, we could talk about a few teams kind of the next episode, but a few players returning from injury. Uh, Betsky, we can start with Eichel here. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, uh it doesn't seem like he's came out and made... A huge splash yet I'm Mm. trying to think his I think he had like three points in one game obviously So that was big but It definitely seems like he's kind of scooping Back into his return Unlike someone else who I'm sure we're going to talk about In a minute here Um, But He's obviously Helping Vegas Uh, They're still winning games I think at this point If you don't think they have that Pacific Division maybe not locked up but it's probably going to come down to them and uh maybe no. the kings or if edmonton can actually get their act together maybe edmonton um and i think he's only going to get better so i'm just kind of pulling up his his charts right now so yeah he had three he had three points on his first game then nothing against the kings a little bit earlier uh last week i guess late last week uh shots production wise he had one where he hit his line one game where he didn't so again i think he's kind of warming up they have him on the second line but um for a topic we're going to talk about a little bit later i did actually throw some change on his futures for the heart trophy now with the injury i don't know if he'll get that unless he just goes on a tear here so interested to see what he does Uh, to see if he can elevate Vegas even more than they already have been uh, Mm -hmm. as a team. Uh, I'm really interested to see if he's kind of that last chip to really make them a lead. And and obviously, as we get into playoffs, to see what his first playoff uh, appearance is going to be like.
0: Yeah, kind of sticking in that Pacific division here. We talked about the Kraken who are on a six-game win streak here. They're kind of in it as well. 40 games played, 52 points. We talked about them, I believe, in our last episode of kind of expecting to see some regression out of this team, but it really hasn't happened. Seven, two, and one in their last 10, and they just kind of continue to find ways to win here. Um, I'll throw it to you, Picklets. Do you kind of have any thoughts on the future of this Pacific, Pacific division or uh, anything like that?
2: Yeah, well, just to piggyback off what you were saying. Um when Betsy was talking about the golden Knights and maybe the Kings, like he didn't mention the cracking. And like you I, said, I 40 games played, 52 points and he's only, or they're only four games back with two games in hand. So they yeah. could very well be the number one seed in this Pacific division. Um, if I think that's how it's going to end, I don't, obviously I do see a little bit of regression. They don't have like that superstar that now Vegas does have in Jack Eichel. Um, I remember when they were coming in, they never really had like that stud number one center. Uh, Will Carlson was good um, his first year, but never really kept it up. But now with, with Eichel being that number one stud and Chandler Stevenson being like a great left winger, he's leading the Vegas Golden Knights in points. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I just think it's Vegas's division to lose um, going on the Oilers and something I kind of, maybe we'll bring it up later. Um, I'll ask you, but, Do you think they're going to make the playoffs? They're not in right now. Oh, man. (laughs) I
1: would not want to live in Alberta if they miss. (laughs) It's going to be like a summer of hell. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, they're pretty much dependent on the power play at this point. And I've I've talked about them with my buddy because – one, I think Chikrin would be, Edmonton to be a great landing spot for Chikrin. I mean, they would give them a nice one-two punch on yep. kind of their top two lines. I think it would take a lot of kind of the responsibility and time of ice, and Nurse would just wouldn't have to do everything anymore. Um, it would probably even help more with the power play, and both him and Nurse could really eat up a lot of minutes. So if he kept them on different lines, that could be pretty nasty. Um but it seems like the cycle for Edmonton right now is absolutely destroy a team through, just through sheer offense like we saw last night against the Ducks. Then maybe win a close game against kind of a mediocre team. Then just get demolished by an actually good team and then maybe lose a close game to another mediocre team. And this just goes in a circle. So,
0: Yeah, there's no like consistency to one... this team at all.
1: No, yeah, exactly. And it seems like one week their fans want to stay at home defenseman on the bottom pair to help the team out. And then the next week they want to make just drastic changes. And, I mean, I think I think they should be going out and trying to get a major piece. I don't think, like, Klingberg or something's going to do it. He hasn't even been that great this year. And he's no, UFA, so why not get a long-term piece? But re- really quickly, too, going back to Seattle, I always look at the standings at – point percent so that'll take you know games played into factor um so how many points they've gotten through the amount of games played rather than just how many points they have because if a team has three or four more games played then another team is harder to understand where they actually sit seattle is number three in the west on point percent with 40 yeah, games just played and 52 that, points. that's crazy wow. insane
3: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. yeah they're um, good. Two things
3: I want to point out. Sorry sorry to break in. So um, big thing for Edmonton. I saw the other day, um, it looks like Evander Kane is likely to come back a little bit before the All-Star break. Um, I believe they're saying that he's he's progressing better than they thought. So we might be seeing him in a week or two um, or or probably two weeks out. And that's a big because they seem like they don't really know what the hell to do with the McDavid line. Um, they had Costin on the wing with him for a couple games. Holloway played last night with them. He scored. Um, so bringing back Evander Kane is going to be big for them because they, they just don't have that consistency, but you know, Mm-mm. Dreisaitl and McDavid are the guys and Dreisaitl has gone kind of like ice cold recently as well. I don't know if there's, you know, lingering issue with him or something, but adding this guy back with them is is pretty massive. Um so I want to point that out. And then as far as the Kraken go, I mean, I've been betting them like a ton and just making a ton of money because the books aren't respecting it. And Their away record is just insane. Um, yeah. And they had the worst in the league last year. Yeah. So I, I don't really get it. Like I never thought of Hackstall as a good coach. i like, I'm a Flyers fan and he was terrible for that team. So I know they added guys like Burakovsky and, um, you know just guys that vets, vets to make this team a little better and and bring in like a Stanley Cup pedigree and maybe that's what's helping I don't, I don't really know it's it's like a bizarre thing that's happening there so it's, it's
1: kind working. of that whole like expansion team magic the year later but i mean every line at least forward line on that team is at least a third line on almost any team in the league if not a
3: second line on some of the more mediocre to bad teams. Yeah. Like their top line is not a top line on most teams. I agree with that. But with that being said, like all those lines produce and it's, it's just like, wild to see like night in and night out, you you get like that third line with York strand scoring like two or three goals. And then the next night it's, it's been years. So I don't know. It's, it's pretty impressive. I, I feel like while they're not, they don't have the superstar, like you guys said, it's their depth is what's, really um helping them I feel like yeah,
0: yeah yes. I mean, speaking of the Kraken sorry but Shane Wright too we we got to talk about that right he was just traded um I don't know if any of you guys have London. more information on that yeah no, he got
2: he got traded to the Spitfires
0: this the Windsor Spitfires okay yeah do you have any more Wait, kind of no no I just saw that
2: no he was supposed to go and then last second oh. it got switched I can pull it crazy right now. I know. Yeah, yeah I, saw,
3: I, mean, I saw that there was like a breaking article and then, and then it, it like changed. There's like a bunch of stuff going on with
2: it. There were some massive trades in, in the, in the CHL. I got, I got the Shane Wright trade. All right. Uh, Shane Wright and a conditional 14th round pick. Didn't even know they had 14 rounds. Um, for two <laughs> prospects, a second, a third, two fourths, a fifth and two sixths. So he didn't even pull a first. Jesus, how weird is that?
0: I don't get it.
2: Me neither. I am not sure who the uh, prospects are, so maybe they're maybe Did, they're better. But
0: I mean, what a year that what a, two years he's had of being somehow going from the like number one undisputed mm-hmm. pick to dropping to four, struggling with the Kraken. I mean, he's he's had a whirlwind of a year, winning the World Juniors with Team Canada. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's, and I didn't uh, think
1: he looked particularly amazing in the world. No, careers, Bedard but... outshined him
0: completely yeah. in but, that yeah. tournament. I mean, yeah, as expected, as expected but yeah,
1: still it's definitely. But I mean, a, like Cooley outshined him too.
0: Yeah, I would say Urosak did for track, even though he plays defense. Um, you know, he he uh, he didn't look like uh, kind of the superstar out there by any means. So, um, I know Franco, you wanted to talk about Pacioretty a little bit.
3: Yeah, um, I mean, only, what, three games back, I guess, at this point. Um, three goals in those three games, shooting a ton. I mean, it's interesting to me. I don't know, like, if they know what they want to do with him yet, kind of, or mm-hmm. how, how everything's going to shake out. Um, I think everybody's surprised by the transcendence of Natius this year. Um, <clears throat> they they have a really, really good top two lines and then a great third shutdown line so they're really going to be juggling I feel like right now um I know they've kind of been like up and down as far as wins and losses the team overall recently kind of inconsistent so it'll be interesting to see what what he ends up being for them when when all said and done when the playoffs start um but I like what I've seen from him on the power play firing a ton we know this guy just that's what he loves to do is just shoot a ton so I'm interested to
2: see what this team looks like in a couple weeks. I love yeah, how like, they pair him with Ajo like, right away. Like yeah. Now Ajo has a shooter on his line. I think they're going to be dynamic.
1: To I, I thought that was of, awesome, too. I, no, exactly. It's, it's, it's like a trade de- deadline pickup a month early, and they didn't spend anything for him.
2: Yeah. And he fit the scissors, under their cap. AKA a bag of pucks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and now when you look at their forward lineup, it's insanity. I mean, Teravanian is on the quote-unquote fourth line right now with Kotkaniemi, and noson has been great this year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wild. I mean...
0: Yeah, the team's loaded.
1: So
2: deep.
0: Yeah, I mean... We can get into them later, but um, yeah. Any other topics you guys wanted to kind of talk around about in the league, or we can get into some of our mid-season grades?
2: Well,
1: what about McKinnon coming back, and then maybe just you know slide that Segmenting right into, into the that. next topic? Yeah,
0: yeah. If you want to start us off, go ahead. Sure.
1: Uh, holy cow! I I watched and uh, Chicklets or and Picklets' favorite yeah. team, Vancouver, Woo! just kind of give uh, Colorado the rope-a-dope and beat them. And, man, did McKinnon look off.
2: It's what uh, a league can do, buddy. Yeah.
1: And I think that was his second game back, right? Yeah, he played against Vegas and had eight shots on Vegas. Um, He had two points. And that first game back, you're kind of like, all right, here he comes. Like, here comes Colorado. They're going to pull themselves out of everything. And since that game, I mean, the, he he's just been really up and down. He looked terrible versus Vancouver, and he didn't look great versus Florida at home.
0: Um, yeah, so it looks like in those five games back, starting December 31st and going to January 10th, he's got a point per game. Um, so he had two versus Vegas, two versus Edmonton, and then one versus Florida. Mm-hmm. two nights ago but um yeah his shooting's been extremely sporadic as well pretty much missing then hitting missing then hitting so yeah i don't know it, we, i mean we, it's a perfect segue into um disappointing teams but
1: yeah no and and i don't know maybe if anybody else has seen anything else but it doesn't look like and grant the whole the whole team right now is still just beat up but uh it it just doesn't look quite like the McKinnon that started the year off, or or obviously
0: ended last season. No, not by any means, and I mean, we'll get into kind of the disappointing teams or segue into that. But yeah, remember we doing our early kind of our preseason predictions here, in Colorado was plus one fifty to win the uh, division, and we kind of all were looking at ourselves being like, I don't really know how they lose this, but apparently with a bunch of injuries they're uh, they're in pretty great jeopardy to do that. So right now, um, so they're definitely one of those teams that have kind of been shocking coming off that, uh, Stanley cup win last year. I don't know if you guys have anything to add on kind of them.
2: Um, I had something like, yes, obviously the abs have not been the Stanley cup defending abs that we were all expecting. Um, like you guys said, they've all been hurt once they get into Chuskin and, um, Byram and Landeskog all back. I expect things to turn around. Also, a stat that I saw, which I'm just looking up to confirm right now. I believe uh, the Avs have like the second worst expected goals or mm. goals above expected in the league, which is not a stat that you know kind of holds true throughout the season. You know, you I feel like with all the star power that they do have, they're going to be able to right that ship and then. I could see like a big second half of the year once they all get
0: healthy. Yeah, they're still minus four seventy five to make the playoffs. So um, uh, yeah, Vegas but... kind of expects that same thing, which is crazy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, they're definitely going to be in the playoffs. I'm not concerned about that. Um, it's a crazy stat if you're if you have the standings pulled up, don't don't answer. But <laughs> how how many goals above? zero or or equal goal differential do you think the avalanche are so they're they're not a negative goal differential team how how much plus do you think they are
0: yeah i have i have the standings pulled up right now yeah so me I too answer. i was gonna say so uh, you're not looking but, all right so you, you have to plus, answer <laughs> yeah
2: okay uh uh i think it's gonna be low and i'm gonna go with four
0: plus one that's a great guess Yeah. That's a whole of a guess.
1: Yeah. guess. <laughs> Well, um, and they really held their own when McKinnon was out, too. I actually was pretty impressed because yeah. they really played a really nice defensive
0: structure, and, and they, they struggled just, those first few games, and then they kind yeah. of went on a little run right there where they kind of found themselves. So, you know, I, I agree with kind of everything everyone's echoing here, but um, yeah, no, they're definitely primed for a big second half, and especially mm-hmm. if they get that full team back, that's. Mean yeah, it's just what happened some years too with the injury luck, but um oh for sure yeah yeah I'll throw it to you here spitting pickles to get us started. Who's been kind of your most surprising team to start off the year here in a uh, good way?
2: Oh, I don't like how you started with me because you know I came in here and I was, you know, <laughs> roasting the devils, but it's got to be the devils, right? Uh, yeah, who would have thought that? And I. Oh, I... I sound like Chad, man. And I thought <laughs> I thought the <laughs> listeners would get like a nice week off of Chad, you know. <laughs> but yeah, who would have thought that they'd be second in their division, two points back of the lead with Carolina, ahead of the Rangers, who went to the Eastern Conference final last year. Oh, out of breath. Um Jack Hughes has really emerged. I uh I'm, yeah. I'm gonna miss his three and a half shot on goal line. Um, we're probably never gonna get that back. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: no, I don't think so.
2: But yeah, the I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw a stat where Hamilton and Siegenthaler were like the best defensive um, duo in the league this season, which is crazy because wasn't Siegenthaler kind of on waivers at one point after his time in Washington?
1: Mm. I, maybe I have to I look that up. I don't know that off yeah, yeah, right, to
2: the top of my so, head. That's a great I'd, goal,
0: though.
2: Yeah, that's just what I thought. What I thought I saw. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but. Um, yeah they just completely turned their defensive structure around. I went and watched a game here in Vancouver. I think we lost five six one and the Canucks could not carry the puck into the zone. I don't know whether you know that kind of pumps the devils up or whether the Canucks just suck that bad but um they it's not it's not like a devil's team that you're
0: used to seeing. No, especially their kind of prediction coming into this year. I mean, everyone thought they'd be a little bit better for sure, but kind of certainly not the performance that they've put on so far. Yeah. And just looking at them overall, that away records insane 15, two and one. I mean, oh, that yeah. is that is crazy for this uh for the squad. And obviously they led the uh Metro by a few points kind of earlier and have regressed slightly since. but um, I mean, that's gonna be a battle. Uh, between them and Carolina, kind of coming down the stretch here, so.
1: and and they even had a big losing streak, and they're yeah. still here, They're they're still sitting so high up in in the standings. It's it's crazy. Do you guys want to guess? I, their... I thought that was going to be kind of the end of the beginning of the end for them. Maybe not to the point where they're not in a playoff spot anymore, but maybe to the point where. They just can't get consistency going, consistent win streaks going again, a lot more up and down games, goaltenders kind of lost confidence, but after that losing streak, I mean, it's not like they've won 10 in a row, but they're what, 5-4-1 and one in their last 10, so they're still hanging in there 1-2 in a row, and they're really just now kind of coming out of it, so...
3: I think yeah, it too. coincides with Vanichek playing a lot better as well. He kind of like yeah. went cold there for like a yeah. week or so, and he's looked a lot better the last few games as well. So that helps for sure.
1: And then when did they get Plot back? Is he back?
3: Yeah, I think it was one or two. I think that was his first yeah. game back, the last yeah.
1: Week. So there's yeah. gonna be some rust there too. But I mean
3: that's it's a big like
1: Petri, yeah. They, yep. they, he didn't really play many games yet. And gosh, when you look at that, that Ford Core is Arguably just as good as Carolina.
3: Yeah. yeah up and down guys that lineup guys have insane. really like solidified themselves this year as being damn good players on that team that yep. coming into the season, we weren't considering on that level.
2: So
0: No. You guys want to guess what their preseason over under was in terms of points?
2: Oh, geez. Uh, 83 and a half. Okay.
3: Yeah, I'll say 85 and a half.
1: I'll, I'll go, I'll go. Well, yeah, that's just about where I'd probably be, but I'll I'll do the low end eighty eighty and a half.
0: Yeah, so according to this ESPN article that referenced Caesar, they said their preseason over under was eighty nine and a half, and they're currently okay. on wow. pace for hundred and ten. So um, wow. that's looking like it's going way over there. So I well, I remember their sure.
3: their um, prop to like make the playoffs was only like plus one twenty or something. Yeah, like and we were all kind of surprised at that. I know Cheds was saying oh they're going to make the playoffs but Chad was think. saying Stanley the cup yeah I mean I don't <laughs> think he <laughs> I don't think that he even thought that this team would be as good as they they No, been, obviously right like yeah plus 120 for them to make the playoffs I don't think anybody would have taken that
1: That's and even what, with the what, hot what start I think about. everybody was still kind of expecting it to the, the wheels to fall off and and to think that they they have the cap space to maybe potentially add a huge piece here I mean they could be adding Patrick Kane. They could be adding Timo Meyer. They could be adding – I don't know if they want – well, Brock Bowser would be a great add too because they really could use somebody that can just snipe. So, I mean, there's some players that would fit into that lineup like a glove.
3: Yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting to see who they end up adding for sure. Yep. They, they have the room, so.
2: They've always been rumors with the Canucks, whether it's been Garland or Bezer, and now I'm even hearing stuff about Horvat don't necessarily know where you slot him in um cuz yeah. he's way better than the third line center um but yeah
0: yeah wow. betsky who is your uh, team that you kind of want to bring up for the most surprising uh first half of the year
1: it, well okay so i'll do a little asterisk on mine cuz i okay. i actually like this team a lot but they've blown me away and that's the dallas yeah, so I think I I may have been high, the highest on them when we were breaking down the conferences, but yeah, no, I, think I you didn't were. think they'd be number one in the West. <laughs> so, um, man, has that team come around? And you saw you saw it at the end of last season, and in that Flames um, playoff round, you could just see this team really starting to click and. I think the most important thing, obviously Jason Robertson being a heart candidate has been amazing for the team. Obviously watching that top line continuing to roll and getting great goaltending from Andre and Hiskinen, really taking another step. All of that. I think all of us could have kind of seen that coming. I think the biggest Part that put it all together for them, though, is the kind of reemergence of Jamie Benn. And even Sagan's having a pretty decent season. Plus yeah. 35 goal differential, so they're second in that. Uh, Toronto has plus 34 at three, and then Bruins plus yeah, 68 for the top. Um,
0: but, man, I... How much you know, do you want I, to credit I, DeBoer? with that well
1: we, we've talked about this on the podcast too mm-hmm. he, he always has great year ones with teams I and mean, we saw it with san jose he had a great first year with vegas uh i think he brought the doubles to the stanley cup his first year way back in like 2012 so yeah maybe maybe that's a big part of it maybe he's getting to some of those guys to play a little bit looser again having more fun with it um but i mean jamie ben's 37 points in 42 games. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a unit. And, and you still look at it, their lineup as a whole,
0: and it's it doesn't,
1: it's doesn't not jump off the page. Yeah. yeah,
0: no, I, I agree. It's not the most flashy lineup, certainly. But um, No, and I, w- I would say
1: somebody like Marchmont's actually been underperforming. He, I, w- mm-hmm. I was actually thinking he was going to have more points. He only has 21 with nine goals. He seems like he's been a lot more productive. Now, that doesn't mean he's... Not been bringing all these other attributes to the ice, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it, the, You know what they they feel like the the Bruins of the past couple of years, maybe not this year's Bruins because something else is happening
0: with them. And Last year's maybe, Bruins with those third about. and fourth lines of pretty much kind of having nothing. None yeah. of those guys jump off the page. I agree.
1: Yeah, and having that like, really top end talent. And then kind of a bunch of other people but for some reason it all kind of works together
0: yeah no I'd agree.
2: Franco, another i agree frank addition yeah, that has been go really ahead, good go for them,
0: sorry buddy uh no,
2: you... another addition that's been really kind of under the radar uh good for them is that Niels lundquist trade yeah like i there wasn't room for him in new york and then they're like okay yeah we'll take him. no problem. people are he flipping- scored some clutch goals
1: he, he's been even better these past couple weeks like yeah. this past month or so i feel like has been his real like coming out party on the team and for uh, sure he's logging in mean, in he,
2: between like 16 to 19 minutes a game I'd say yeah which is pretty good
1: and people are losing their minds that Dallas
3: would trade a first round pick for him but he was a first pick. well now now they look brilliant right because yeah. if they're finishing this high that first round pick is going to be worth nothing
1: Mm-hmm. And it's potentially
3: going to be what people would consider a second two years ago. If it's like the 30th
1: or sorry 31st or 32nd, but yeah, I, I, that's a team. That's an org. I think one episode, a couple of episodes ago, we went through, maybe it was when we were talking about the conference, uh, who we liked for the top of the conferences, but um what well, they I think we've found out that they've like never been a bottom 10 team in points or something like that since since the franchise started or moved from Minnesota. They just draft really well. They they scout players across the league really well. They make smart pickups and they just keep on rolling. Yeah. I mean, even think about Sagan when they got him. He wasn't much in Boston. He had the draft pedigree, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. And they stole him from Boston.
2: Yeah. Canucks legend Louis Erickson was in that field. <laughs> <deal. laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy hell. hell. Uh. Franco, do you uh do you have your team or do you want anything else under that?
3: No, I'll I'll go ahead with my team. So this one's I don't want to like rehash. I mean, we've I feel like we've talked about Winnipeg, we've talked about yeah. Seattle. So this is a team that I was not high on at all. And I'm looking here, and I just don't – they're they're right there in the thick of it in the Metro, and the Capitals. Um, right now they're fourth in the Metro, but they're only five points back from Carolina who's first. So they're right in there. Um, this was a team that I thought was aging, Um bunch of old dudes that, you know, have injuries, and they're coming into the year without Backstrom, without Wilson, and now they're back. Oshi has been in and out of the lineup, of course, too. He's always injured, but I don't know. I mean, this team, in theory, just got better over the last week with Wilson and Backstrom coming back. I know that Carlson should be back at some point. I don't know how far out he is, but I mean, I don't know. I didn't think this was a playoff team, to be frank, and they're right there in the thick of it. They're one of the top teams in goals for in the league, which is again, like I know Ovechkin's there and like, that's always a potential, but I, I don't know. I I mean, I don't know what you guys think about that, but I, I wasn't on this team at all. And they're, they're a, a playoff team essentially at this point.
0: Yeah, no, I remember talking about them too. And we kind of had them slated uh, for missing the playoffs to begin the year. Um, and I know they've had a bunch of injuries as well, kind of, especially earlier this year, but you're right. It's one of those teams um, that kind of just finds Finds ways to win. Their goaltending's been decent, but um, no, they've uh they felt like they've flown under the radar this year, especially besides kind of Ovechkin's uh getting eight hundred, but besides that, though, you really haven't heard much about this team.
1: Who do you think has a better shot of making the playoffs, Pittsburgh or Washington, right now?
3: I kind of think Washington does. They're they're getting healthy right now, and Pittsburgh. I, I don't know. I, they don't look that good right now.
1: No, and they I, is how long is latango going to be out?
3: I don't think he's going to be. I think oh, he was. Like he, a would, he just. He has, yeah, like that's him. right. That's right. Yeah, he'll was be back. Was a but, injury, but I mean, Jari's injured and should be back soon. But like, is that going to linger for him? So I I don't yeah. know. I mean, I mean, the fact that the Capitals are outpacing them right now, with as banged up as they were. And I mean, if Backstrom and and Wilson are good, like if they're what they can be, I mean, this team's pretty darn good now. Like if you look at their lines, it's a lot better than it was a week ago. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah no, Capitals, what six two and two in the last ten? Pittsburgh three five and two. So going in the different directions there. Um, I think right. both
2: teams honestly make the playoffs. Like, I think we get five of the Metro and three from the Pacific or Atlantic. Sorry,
1: I Islanders and Buffalo give me
3: pause. What you don't think Buffalo is gonna make it? Come on, man. no,
1: I'm saying both of those teams may make it, and that to me, that means one of Pittsburgh or Washington misses.
0: Yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, obviously, my surprising team. I had obviously, I had to mention Buffalo. I mean, what they've kind of put together now, too, is uh. I mean, it seems like they have a solid top two lines, which is something I haven't been able to say about this team in the past 10 to even 15 years. And even kind of go further than that, too, of Krebs has been playing much better with Poso and Gergensen on that fourth line. I think I'm not sure what we're going to do with Olofsson here. and Same with goes of Middlestat, too. They just don't seem to kind of find a place on this team, um, especially given the prospect pool. I don't really... Expect them to be around the team much longer. I mean, we have a solid D court, solid top three of Samuelson, power, and Dalene, who still need to develop as obviously. But besides that, too, Labushkin's been awful. Um, I mean, going into the year, I thought he'd be kind of a shutdown defender, or at least add some physical presence, but all he does is just take stupid penalties. So he hasn't been ideal. Um, but the other team I wanted to mention too is the Los Angeles Kings. You don't hear much about them that they're out West, but as of now, they have what, five, 30, five players, who've had 35 points. Um, they had some goalie issues, obviously, but Phoenix Copley has come in and just been an absolute stud for them. It seems it kind of provided uh, taking Pedersen's place here. So I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on the Kings here.
1: Oh man. I, I I'm actually, I'm actually to- waiting. I I think they'll probably make the playoffs. I don't I don't know who else would catch up or like repl- outright replace them on two three.
2: I think they definitely make the playoffs. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard, it's yeah. hard for
1: them to get sub- I But mean, they, they go under the radar
0: be- so much though.
1: Yeah. yeah. they they have a zero goal goal differential though. And that to me is always something that's kind of scary or something to keep your eye on. But in the end of the day, I they're they're too deep. Copley's may have saved. The entire season for them, because man, was it looking bad for a second there.
3: I mean, quick couldn't stop anything.
1: And yeah, I
3: Peterson wonder if, is is that is that goal differential? Like, what was it three weeks ago? Exactly.
1: I'm I'm so curious. That it had, to to been been negative. Negative. It had to have been
3: negative. It had to.
1: And honestly, I think I think if Nashville was playing like they played last year, or St. Louis was, or, or even Edmonton. I don't, I don't, I'm not convinced that the Kings would have made the playoffs. I think they got lucky that there's three teams that really stink.
2: Yeah. Are you, no. sorry, are you saying this year or last year?
1: This year, this year. I thought, I actually think the Kings were a better team last year than they are this year, but I think that's partially because they're integrating so many kids mm-hmm. and Fiallo was really slow at first. It took him a while to adjust. I mean, he was unbettable for almost all of November. I feel.
0: Yeah. Now you look at Twitter, and all you see is Fiala shots on goal props. Yeah. Now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I don't think I was taking him on anything till no. December.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's night, a complete night. fate on the road, but he hits in every game at home. It's it's crazy. Yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah, but still, I mean, you we're talking about him in, like, a shots on goal perspective. And mm-hmm. Like, I get that. Like, mm-hmm. But overall, I mean, he's a point per game this year. So, yeah. I mean, I know we're like, oh, he, like, started off the season slow. But, I mean, he, was, he wasn't that bad, I guess, overall in the beginning of the year. And,
1: I'd like to see but, a
3: game breakdown, though. Yeah, I'm kind of looking right now. I mean, it's not yeah. super consistent or anything like that, but. The shot on goals obviously was not ideal in the beginning of the year, but he seems oh, to be yeah. pretty. I mean, pretty spotty throughout the year. You know, two points, three points here, then a couple of eggs in a row, and then you know, two or three point games. So he's he's more of like an explosive player for them, and we have kind of seen that with him scoring a hat trick a couple of games ago and having two games, two goals a game after that. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah, what does he have? Nine points in his last five. booking it up now. So. it's not bad uh all right here any uh any players to kind of going off that you guys uh said kind of surprised you the most and honestly while we're at it you can just do your disappointing player too so you can just kind of do a one for two there i don't know
1: i'd like to do a disappointing team real quick oh yeah (laughs) because oh true
0: we haven't done the teams yet either. when we were
1: talking about buffalo nipping at the playoffs they the team that I think's been disappointing probably would be slotted right there in the standings and that would be Ottawa. I think everybody was having high expectations of they may just miss the playoffs this year or maybe they sneak in. And man, I don't losing Norris hurts, but should it should it hurt them that bad? I mean that top six is still pretty good. Talbot going out for a little bit hurts but it's not like that you get blown out every other game like edmonton they've kept I and mean, they're one of the lower scoring teams in the league and lower scoring i think goals against as well yeah
3: relatively it, like middle of the pack so.
2: yeah
1: but yeah it, it, that is just it's not what i don't think anybody expected um yeah, I get it. That I guess Pinto's playing up a line than he probably should have. Now I'm looking at that bottom six, and it's not, it's not great. But I don't think anybody thought they were going to be the potential like bottom eighteen.
0: No, I certainly didn't expect even Detroit too going off that too. With the amount of offseason moves that Detroit and Ottawa both made, for them to be a few points behind the Sabers at this point in the season.
2: Um. I might I might have been on an island of just myself, but I did not think the Sens were gonna be that good this year. Really? Yeah. No. Just if look at their decor. They got Thomas Shabbat. Yeah. And then like Eric Brandstrom, who has not been the first overall pick that we all thought he was gonna be. Jake Sanderson is a rookie. He usually yeah. takes a few years for a rookie defensemen to kind of find their place in the league. Travis Hamanick, who's an absolute bum. He was on the Canucks. I can tell you all about it. <laughs> Artem Zub, who's got a cool last name, but that's the coolest thing about him. And, I mean, Nick Holden was good in Vegas, but so what was that? Maybe one and a half good defenseman on your team? Well,
3: and they were running out Zaitsev for like a while. I think they yeah. finally decided that was a terrible right. idea. So yeah. if he's not even making this team. It's not very
2: good. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. I just – it takes usually, you know, half a year at least, I wanna say, for like players to kind of mesh. And then you add mm-hmm. two new guys like Giroux and Debrinket who are good, but obviously they're new. They need to, you know, build chemistry with new line mates and stuff. I didn't I didn't see like maybe the playoff caliber team that everybody did.
1: I think there was a lot of expectation that they were going to make another move on defense too, though. That they was. like always, chitrin, right? Yeah, like chicken. Yeah. So there's all those rumors and and that they weren't they weren't done during the summer and whatnot. And here we are. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think I thought the goaltending getting Talbot was huge and kind of going into the conversation of disappointing or team players that overperformed. There's been a lot of weird goaltending. Changes this year, and I think a lot of people are probably pretty disappointed with their their pickups. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I think I thought going into it that Ottawa would be able to win some games on goaltending alone, and frankly, they probably have because that defense
2: is so bad. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, I I don't know. I thought I thought they would they're going to be the one nipping at the playoffs rather than Buffalo.
2: Yeah. I no, just for sure. Yeah, Talbot's been okay. 2.9 goals against. Yeah. 6. Yeah. it's pretty good.
1: Now, if he had a better blue line in front of him,
2: yeah, he probably would have
3: help. 10 more wins. That would help.
2: Well, I, he was I feel like their than, offense maybe hasn't not been
3: as good as we thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, that yeah. too. And Norris being out hurts that. but
2: For sure. And he was super, like, just going back to Talbot, he was super good with a good decor in front of him in Minnesota. Yeah. New- and then he's still putting up decent numbers with this kind of decor.
0: Imagine yeah. if you had a good one, right? Yep. Picklets, did you already do your uh, disappointing team, or did you have one kind of off the top of your head?
2: Um. Well, I I don't want to <laughs> talk about the Canucks. Um, <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> they were on, they were on my list. Yeah, you can oh, go shoot. ahead. Okay. Well, like... I'll let I'll let you go, and then no, I'll see. no,
0: no. I'm not the Canucks fan. This is uh. This no, is
2: no, like, no. I want you to go. I want to hear a different okay. perspective. I'll go with um Calgary Flames. Yeah. They they're another team that got a lot of new players in that top six and haven't really been able to figure it out. Like if you look at Huberto, he was what second in the league in scoring behind only McDavid last year. Mm-hmm. And he's just not the same player. He hasn't been able to gel on any line. I think I've seen him up with Lindholm and then down with Kadri and then even down to the third line with Backlund. They're switching everything up because nothing's really working there. He doesn't even, he's got 29 points in 39 games, which is not the, 110 in 80 or 70 that he had last season um oh markstrom oh man he has not been good 0.893 save percentage 2.84 goals against which isn't terrible but he has not been like the six million dollar man that they uh that they paid for I just think all in all like their defense is good and daryl sutter like runs tight ship over there but they just can't get the offense to be like a Pacific division title contender.
1: No. And what, what makes them so disappointing too, is they are practically an unbettable team. Mm-hmm. There was times when Lindholm shots was doing all right. There's some parlay piece guys in there, but I feel like everything is a coin toss for them.
0: Yeah. Patrick's i don't...
1: been killing me. Yeah. Um, you're right I, don't, I I don't think the coaching's right for the new the new guys they brought in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think I could see them making a coaching change next year and then all of a sudden
2: well, I could see, but... see that with Huberto for sure because I feel like Andrew Burnett last year was so much like a player's coach mm-hmm. so Huberto really jailed with that and then now you go to Daryl Sutter, who might be besides Torts, like the hardest coach on players mm-hmm. yeah.
3: I mean, Hubert has been like non-existent. Uh, like, what happened to the guy that was putting up like almost two assists per game? Like, I know. Where, where is that guy?
1: R- Rasmus Anderson has two less points than him. It's insane.
3: <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Like, this was a, this was a guy that was every game he was putting up points every game. Yeah, he still. He, he was he was, supp- he was supposed to be like Goudreau's replacement, really. Like, yep, more so than the Kachuk replacement.
0: He's the playmaker. Yeah, he's they, still averaging over 17 minutes of ice time a night, too, which is absolutely crazy. And, I mean, for 10.5 a year, which, I mean, it doesn't kick into 2023, 24, but Jesus, yeah, he has not been good. Just looking at his stats, too. Of So last year he had 1.0 expected goals. Uh, this year he's got 0. 0.71 high danger chances. Last year, 4.13. This year, 2.51. Um, so, and his shots are down roughly three shots a game. So, but you know, he, know. he has been awful. I mean, that I'm just, yeah, just, I'm going through it now. Like, that like, that oh just my could God. be the
1: scorekeeper, the lack of Florida. Scorekeeper. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but no, I <laughs> mean, it, he, he doesn't, last year. Yeah. he
1: doesn't even, he's not even fun to watch on the ice this year. I he's mean, it,
3: blah, almost.
1: and every I thought people, people, you know, there was the whole, Manjapani, Dylan Dube, every like these other kids or kind of youngish guys are going to have these coming out seasons. Dube has twenty one points. Manjapani has nineteen. It's it's crazy because yeah.
2: it,
1: there was a point when Tuchuk walked, or I'm sorry, he got traded. Um, when when it was clear that Goudreau was going to walk. Where you're like, okay, well, I don't know what the Flames are going to do. And then the T'Chuck trade happened, and it's like, wow, they really got a good return that helps them compete now for that. And then they added Kadri, and it's like, okay, they're going to be really good again. At least for another two, three seasons, because it's not like anybody's quote-unquote old yet. They're older, but they're not old.
0: But Uh, again. I guess the upside for Calgary, though, is looking at the standings here, right? They have 42 games played, 47 points here. Vegas is in the lead with the same amount of games played and only, what, nine points ahead of them. So it's not out of reach yet. And I think this team has the potential to turn things around for sure. I mean, they have the talent there. The issue, again, has been, like we talked about, goaltending. Markstrom's been awful. and. Same thing with Edmonton here with Campbell and Stuart Skinner has now pretty much become the dominant guy. Same thing in Calgary. has kind of become the main guy mm-hmm. that you're hoping for if you bound on these teams. And the, it feels like this year, especially that you mentioned before to in the episode of the goaltending carousel that's been happening with half these teams of mm-hmm. how these backups are now becoming kind of the number one guy that you're almost praying for every night if you're uh, back in this team. So no, I think Calgary's definitely had a slow start. I agree with you, Picklets, but I think they have the potential to turn things around, especially in this division. That's not kind of has a clear number one yet. For if sure. And like I
2: was saying, it does take like half the season for like the new guys to kind of start gelling, finding their place on the team and stuff like that. So yeah. hopefully we see a bigger half or better second half of the year from them. Yeah. If they get I, I off, think,
0: they're dangerous.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Agreed. I think they're going to be like Winnipeg next year. I think they're going to be back to being a top team next year. Maybe a coaching change happens. Maybe Markstrom kind of returns to form after a full year of this, all the new people kind of jelling. I think they're going to be really good next year. I I think they probably sneak into the playoffs this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe. I would agree.
1: I think yeah, they'll, they'll sneak they'll, in. They'll be yeah, no, they'll, they'll make like, it think, for yeah, sure. But, I mean, if you're looking at point percent, they're seventh. Colorado's eighth, even though they're 11th in the West right now point-wise but they have 3 games le- less games than calgary if colorado Colorado's, and Colorado's edmonton like make the playoffs though, right?
3: Cal- calgary doesn't but is colorado in a worse position right now i feel like they are they have right? 43 points in 39 games no no i mean Cal- i mean just like with like what we have ahead of us like next 10 to 15 games like no, I think Colorado's going to be fine. You think Colorado's going to be better than them? Like, Nishishan's yeah, not going to sure. be back soon. They still are without Byram and Manson. Like, when's Lennon Scott coming back? It's not like yeah. Calgary has their guys, at least.
2: It's true.
0: It's true. I,
3: I, I think Colorado, it, like, it's. I would be worried if I was a Colorado yeah. fan right now, to be honest.
0: Franco, did you have your, uh, your team? or your players or, or are you talking about them right now i mean
1: uh, yeah, i mean colorado sure.
3: is there for sure um i was gonna highlight more of florida to be honest oh uh, yeah. yeah they were a team i was not high on this year so i'm i feel good about that at least um but even still i i, I don't know their their goaltending has been pretty horrendous as well i mean i feel like this is like the the thing with all these teams that we're talking about right like you have these guys that we went into the season. I, I mean, maybe not everybody was that high on Bobrovsky. Right. But at least you thought night was going to be good enough to almost split with them. And neither seemed to be good enough. And kind of like what you guys are saying with these backups taking over, it's like, if Knight does go on a run of a few good games here and it's like, okay, now we can start trusting this guy. Like when do the wheels fall off? Right. Um, we've seen it with these, these backups in the past, like Huso was a good example last year, right. With, with St. Louis where he looked great and took, took the job from Bennington last year and he was the guy. And then he kind of like went into like a lull towards the end of the season. And then Bennington got his job back. And that was the guy that was like carrying them to the playoffs. And, and it was like, it was, it was like, everybody forgot, like Huso was the guy that got them there because Bennington was like, so horrendous. And then, when Biddington got injured, it was like, oh, our season's over. We have to put Husa back in. It's just, it, it's like goaltending is like this, like I don't know, like a teenage child or something that like can't figure out what the fuck they want to do, or whatever. I guess I don't I don't know. Like you know what I mean? It's like it's like yeah. the ups and downs are so crazy. It's an emotional
0: like, roller coaster. You, yeah, it
3: really is. I mean, like you look at Skinner for for Edmonton. He's like kind of fallen off now. Like like you said, he was the guy you wanted, and it's like even he's not, not a guy you want to back in a betting market right now. If you're if you're looking at Edmonton, like, you almost are like, who cares who's in that at this point? They both kind of suck. And Vladar was playing better than, than Markstrom. I mean, Markstrom's been, like, pretty horrendous. So, I mean, I don't awful. know if, if I would want Markstrom or Vladar at this point. But I don't know. I feel like it's been all over the place with these guys that, like, there's only a few guys that truly, like, if I'm betting on them and I see – that goalie starting like i feel better you know it's like it's like winnipeg it's dallas it's tampa boston and that and i guess the rangers right like yeah you know, that's matt it murray? you know what i mean like i i mean even matt murray though like the, the wheels are going to fall off like i know he's been good but like mm-hmm. are you really are you really feeling good about matt murray are we really gonna be talking
0: like my vestment four I or five now. weeks from
3: now are we uh, really gonna be like oh man matt murray's still killing it guys like i just we'll see you and know. we'll see you in we'll four five weeks we'll see man yeah, yeah me and gator me and gator can't wait
0: yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah, that's, that's our lotto ticket right there spot yeah um you know, I guess picklets. know we can talk about the Canucks here for a little bit, but um, I haven't watched them. I haven't watched them much this year, but um, it see it seems like the whole team's kind of in disarray. What you guys start off seven games losing streak here, um, and it feels like Demko is kind of been the main component of this whole uh, ship going down here. Who's just been awful this year. Uh, Miller hasn't been as good. Um, Pedersen's been decent, but. Um, Yeah, I wanted to hear your kind of thoughts as a guy who kind of watched this team night in and night out on him.
2: Well, Demko's been hurt for a little while. Um, He's only played 15 games this year, but when he was healthy, we were riding him like every night almost. Like besides back-to-back, he was always in. Sometimes even he would play back-to-backs. That's how I I feel like Bruce was trying to save his job. And that's why he was kind of playing the back-to-back. Something... I mean, Pedersen, when you look at him, if we were if we were close to sniffing a playoff spot, I think he should be up for the heart. Like he's just been carrying this team, 48 points at 38 games. And when and yeah, he missed two games a season when he wasn't there. You could see you could see how, you know, terrible we were. We had like no offensive time zone. It was absolutely brutal. But you can't like this team. There's so much drama going on because first, you know Bo's killing it. oh but now he needs a new contract. oh but the, we're not willing to go over seven million. Oh but JT can't do defense uh Bezer's gonna get traded. Carlin's gonna get traded. like there's just so much drama the defense is bad like how how can any any team, especially in a Canadian market kind of focus on being good at hockey when you just hear that in their ear the whole time?
0: Yeah. What
1: were your expectations for them going into this season?
2: That's a good question.
1: I mean, when on paper, their forward unit looks pretty dang good.
0: Yeah. Um, Defense is pretty brutal. Yeah, they but... projected 92 and a half points. Huh.
2: Yeah, I, I was excited, man. Like, I was super stoked for Kuzmenko. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I still think he's a bright spot, and that's something yep. we could talk mm-hmm. about in a few here. But just... I, I thought we were going to be good. Like, I was expecting OEL to kind of be, you know, um, back to his old form or maybe a little less because now he doesn't have to be that number one guy. You can have Quinn Hughes do that, and then OEL can, you know, excel in a number two role. Um, just our defense is the problem. Like, Tyler Myers d- is overpaid. OEL is even overpaid. Le- oh, my The
0: Sabres goodness. legend, Tyler Myers. <laughs>
2: Call their winner,
0: right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> um, he was he was great. And then he just fell off a wagon.
2: Yeah, he's still bad. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, someone... OEL, OEL's on the bench tonight, right? Like, they, yeah, yeah, OEL's team. getting it's healthy. That's wild. It's crazy. Someone I love, and it's a bright spot of our team, is Luke Shen. That guy paired up with Quinn Hughes. You just watch him. He beats people up, he hits everybody. He's a good fantasy guy. That's all I have to say about him. <laughs> uh, Yeah, what were your expectations for us?
1: They were one of the most confusing teams for me to pick because, yeah, they they kind of felt like they could have been like Florida last year if everything went well. I know Demco was kind of like a highly touted goalie. I, I was on the same – wavelength as you have there's a chance that oel looks at least half as good as his best seasons and that may be enough to really propel the whole team um but then yeah and the, the prospect pool i mean i don't know who else you got have coming up on defense especially
2: uh we have elias petterson not even kidding we oh, mentioned. yeah, that's right. We drafted Elias Pettersson, the defenseman.
1: Hey, it worked once. Yeah,
2: I know. may as well try it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we don't have anybody besides that. We have like Jet Wu, who's been, you know, a prospect forever. I don't think he's ever going to amount to anything. Um, Yoni Yermo, we took in the third round a few years back. Haven't heard anything good about him. Um, yeah, we have no bright spots, to be honest. I feel like we need to... Do a rebuild, trade Horvat, trade Bezer, trade Garland for whatever
1: you can get, and then just try to keep Pedersen and Hughes and Miller
3: as kind of the core pieces.
1: Well,
2: Miller, Miller can go too, but no one's going to take that contract. No, exactly. Yeah,
3: unfortunately, so, they they yeah. could have traded him last year and gotten at least something for him. It's you look back now and it's like,
2: damn, man, why why did we, we do this? We could this? have got a haul for him last season, and now we have to pay to get rid of him. Yep. Yeah. How brutal is that? I know. So, I mean, he was good
3: last year. He was I, I 99 mean, I,
2: points. I yeah. Mean,
3: he, 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 I don't know. It's crazy how you can fall from grace so quickly. And and all I see on Twitter is everybody hates him now. And, you know, he made those comments last week or whatever.
2: But mm-hmm. it's crazy. Honestly, like, as a Canucks fan, I, something that I've kind of noticed, everyone's like, oh, we should have used the Horvat Miller on, or the Horvat money on, oh my gosh. The Miller money on Horvat instead. (laughs) Um, Sorry, tongue twister. Um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, But Horvat's only been this good this season. He hasn't been good, really. I was I was
3: going to say that. Yeah, man. He's he's like the same thing as Miller, right? Where it's like you're going to pay him a ton of money and he's going to do the same thing.
2: Exactly. So like, I'd prefer Horvat um, because of his faceoffs and his uh, defensive. Uh, strategies and stuff, but an age, yeah, and for sure.
0: But we'll see.
2: I'm done talking about my crappy team.
0: <laughs> Join the club here. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, all right, quickly, any uh, you just go through the list here quickly, but any players you wanted to highlight here, Betsky uh, good or bad here, uh, so we can get into Friday's games, but. I want to give you guys a chance to at least kind of highlight a few that have shocked you uh, in good ways and bad.
1: I mean, I think we kind of sprinkled in quite a bit of that on on like a gambling standpoint. I got to ask this. How does a player, and maybe you guys can guess who I'm thinking of, skyrocket through their shots on goal prop for the first two months of the season and then becomes so spotty that they've become like nearly unbettable on it? I just don't get the inconsistency.
0: You want to give us a division? Uh, he's on There's the Atlantic. There's a bunch of those guys. Yeah, but yeah, this I mean, one was this.
3: This year has been weird, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's happened a lot where these guys just like completely fall off a cliff. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm assuming you're talking like Stamkos or Kucherov, maybe I don't know.
1: No, those are all right, but Kucherov Matthews you or, or Kostinok. Of... No, pasta has been pretty consistent. Can Chuck? Matt Matt, there you go. Yeah. Matthew, Matthews has been consistently not hitting his line, which is crazy. Yeah. And at this it, point, I'd almost rather see him go down to 3.5 because you could at least use it as a parlay piece. But to Chuck, I mean, the beginning of the season was insanity.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He was he was money, man. Was so, so you're cool. doing it. Now you look at yeah. him and you're like, no, nah, I don't even I don't even like consider anybody on Florida anymore. I'm looking at shots on goal because it's like I don't know who the hell to pick. I know it's impossible.
2: All of them are missing their lines. He went.
1: He was above three point five and one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine, ten, eleven, uh, twelve out of fourteen of the first games. Thirteen out of fifteen games. Thirteen out of the first fifteen games, he had four more shots on goal. He has one with ten. Three was seven, or two was seven. Three was six, and then since those first fifteen, one, two, three,
0: four, five, he's hit it six times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just don't it's, get there's, it. it's, it's, there's not, been it's like,
3: not just him though, man. It's like a no, of players.
0: Yeah, it reminds me, So the few spotty players that I remember, like people going on streaks with for a few weeks here, were uh, Nietzsche, uh Dobson was for a while. Vetrano was one of those guys. Uh, I'm just trying to think of like players. Carlson's are... Carlson was for a while. Um, Burns. Burns was big for a while too. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Um I'm trying to think any other players too. I mean, I think we're in the
2: I want to say at the beginning was yeah.
0: Fialis going like his going through his uh, good hot phase right now. Yeah. I'm trying to just figure out who were I really mean, is. even Caprizov, oh. right? Like what about Caprizov? He
3: was like a hundred percent of yeah. it, it felt like yeah. Kubelik. Yeah, Kubelik fell
0: off. Kubelik was off. another, well, that that but was spotty. We, I don't knew think... that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We listen. We wrote that for as long as we could here. Um, even Tage, Tage oh. is kind of spotty now, but he was money yeah, for kind of a few weeks. I, and, and I'm not
1: even concerned about Tage. Is he's, he's going to come back? Mm-hmm. Um, what about Kyle Connor? Yeah,
2: he fell off. a great one too. Splits are crazy.
1: He's hit 15. Out of forty seven games on the season, yeah, his home and road splits are much better, but even his home splits are tough. I feel mm-hmm. like last year he was like sixty percent sixty five percent. he was 60%. always a
3: three and a half guy and it was hitting at a nice rate and he's just not there this year. Uh, maybe maybe Ehlers coming back helps him. I, yeah, I, don't I know. think it may, but he's been playing with some scrubs on that on his one wing for sure. I mean, Dubois uh, has been there, uh, but his other wing's been.
1: As a pure betting standpoint, on like best player or good surprise player, I don't know if I have any. Maybe Jason Robertson.
0: Robertson was up there. Yeah, and Tage, um, I would
1: still put Tage in that. Even though last last year, you could oh Brady. Brady's been fantastic. You're right. Yeah, but they they adjusted his line so quick. Mm-hmm. But um, Timo Kyru. Kyru. Bad. Yep. Oh, kyru has been pretty good all season. Even at his new line, oh Jack Hughes, duh,
2: Oh, duh. <laughs> <That was laughs> a, and speedy. and
1: I, I would say Nietzsche's too. Nietzsche's yeah. yeah, it's gotten a little bit spottier, but I mean, you know, let me just see what it is on the season.
3: Yeah. Well, nice. now now with Pacharotti back, it's like I don't even know what to say. Like, oh yeah, now now be... you got to adjust again. And
1: and he was two point five for a large part of the first half of the season. Yeah, at a good yeah, rate nice. too,
0: and ruled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was uh that was fun. Yeah, no, I'm just looking through the uh top shots on goal per game leaders right now. Yeah. Um McKinnon five point yeah. three per game. And, and he's still been good. I mean, yeah. he's he's still like
1: somebody I'll turn to regularly and feel confident, especially mm-hmm. at home.
0: Posternock five a- Aho's 1. been
1: good still. He was good last year, he's good this year. Tavo's been just like he was last year, where he hits one game or two games in a row and then he misses the next. Yeah. Better at home, but Chikrin's been pretty good this year too. At certain points, Chikrin was good at first. Yeah, yeah, he's still you know he's good. really
2: disappointed me for shots. Is Jake Gensel?
3: Oh yeah, Ooh. he's yep. deep another goal. Oh. Well, all the Penguins, man. Oh yeah, like no, you, Malkin I, was auto at two and a half. So was yeah. Crosby for a long stretch, and so was Rust. Like Gensel was Ru- Rust auto at last home year, last yeah. year was like seventy percent and. I, I don't even, I, again, I don't even look at any of those guys. I like no, yeah. Just ignore. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. No, that's funny. There's cer- certain teams that you just kind of look at and while they may be decent, you're just like, they offer no value in terms of props just because how mm-hmm. unpredictable they are. And you're right. Like Calgary is one of those teams before you mentioned Pittsburgh. Oh, um,
1: Calgary made me so much money last year oh. between, between like, over 1.5 points for Johnny Gaudreau or I think his shots on goal was really good on away games. Mm-hmm. Their, and then, their, and then uh, it was like
3: period uh, when the minus a half prop was Oh awesome yeah, last year. That was made me so much money. Yeah. yeah.
1: Or, or to Chuck, to Chuck, it's, it was like, I kind of felt like you could to to Chuck shots on certain games and Johnny Gaudreau on the other games and, if you got in the rhythm of knowing when to pick who, it was it was just money all season.
0: Agreed. Ugh, um, all right. Any other thoughts, or you want to get into limited slate for Friday? We can go it's over been it a, briefly. It's been,
1: a, it's been a weird season, and the start of this, the start of the New Year's, has been really weird.
3: But yeah, especially like betting wise. Are, yeah. But, yeah, I think yeah. I think everybody's kind of gone through like a little rough patch over the last couple of weeks, it seems like.
2: Um, yeah, to end the year, I was on the coldest streak I've ever been on, and then I stopped for a week and then just got back into it, and it's been going well. So
1: oh, Good for you. Oh. <laughs> no,
2: just kidding. I, I, had, I actually had, I ended
1: the, I had a really good streak going right into Christmas,
3: and then uh, yep. the Christmas mm-hmm. Christmas I think it was like December 23rd or 24th, I just like fell off a cliff.
0: Yeah. I would agree. Coming back from those games, yeah, it was brutal. Um, and, the, um,
1: and, and then this week, Monday, with had such juicy matchups with the Buffalo versus Philly or whatever. Um, and then three out of the four games had shutouts by the away team, and I saw I posted something about it on Twitter, and somebody responded saying. His, his model showed that it was like 0.5% chance of happening. Not even 1% chance, 0.5% chance of three-fourths of the games of a slate get a shutout and it's all by the away team. And then the next day, there are only two games that went under six goals. Yeah. So, and, crazy you know, it's, it's right at the start of games on Thursday. If you're listening to this tonight, it'll be tonight. And there's already a couple goals already and it looks
0: like we may have a, a fun night. Yeah, your Canucks are up one nothing already. Look at that.
2: I can't believe it.
0: <laughs> Luke uh, Chen.
2: Yeah. I told you. Seattle you up. Yeah. Seattle. Uh, up.
3: The fourth line coming through too. Yeah. Brandon <laughs> Tanna with his stupid
1: so pictures. My try. my
3: um surprise player was actually since we're kind of cutting through it. it was sure. Gonna be, it was gonna be Daniel Sprong. And the reason why is going to be something I don't know if you guys have seen these stats, but he is fifth in the league in goals per sixty. He, the guys around him: Tage Thompson, David Pasternak, Jason Robertson, Connor McDavid, and then there he is, seventh. Fifth. Wow. Points per sixty, he's seventh, and he's got an assist on that goal tonight. Huh. Again, again, the guys around him: McDavid, like Tage, Robertson, Pasta, Kucherov, Drysudle, and then there he yeah, is sitting good. there.
2: I feel like it's, we're playing. One of these kids is not like the other. <laughs> it's
3: it's like it's like bizarre. Money them, ball, like, like yeah, like yeah. The dude, the dude's almost a point per game player on a fourth line, playing 11 minutes per game on this team, and like, I don't know, it's just wild to see. Uh, I don't know
1: Well, I was going to bring this up when I first started talking about Seattle, too. It's, it seriously feels like somebody making a NH, EA, NHL team, where it's like I put a sniper with a playmaker with a two way forward, and now my line has perfect chemistry and like each line's got like a <laughs> and, and it works, right? And it doesn't it works, make sense. Yeah. It doesn't
3: look pretty when you're looking at <laughs> no, it. Oh, but like, but
1: like every line has working. a sniper. It's every just line balanced.
0: has, yeah. It's just balanced. Yeah. Um, all right. I guess, um, it was That was a little while we got through. Pretty much almost it felt like we talked about every team there for a second. Um, but, yeah, I guess Friday's games, minimal slate here. Um, mm. I think this is probably one of the best games of the day. Uh, Winnipeg against Buffalo. Uh, Winnipeg is coming off a game – or Winnipeg against Pittsburgh. My apologies. Uh, they're playing Buffalo tonight. So quick stats about Winnipeg coming off back-to-backs here. They're 3-3. Three and three. On back to backs and o five and one to the under. So in all those six games on back to backs, none of them have gone over. Uh, they've been pretty hot lately, winning five of the last six. So uh, Hella Bucks, I believe, starting tonight uh, versus Buffalo. So it's going to be Riddick tomorrow. That's what I saw. I don't know if you guys got that confirmation. Most likely, I would assume. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay.
3: Um, and that's where you're like questioning whether you want to back Winnipeg. Yeah. I know.
1: Or the or the under.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I would agree. Yeah. Riddick last year in the playoffs was just like, all right, let's bet the over here every game, especially versus Colorado. Um the lines were out and now they're not out anymore. So I don't know if you guys have any of the lines up, but uh I don't see any off the top of my uh head here I going through it's
2: it. It's because the Jets are playing right now, so you want to in case they get hurt or like anybody big gets hurt or whatever, then they're not gonna post a line yet.
0: Yeah. Uh oh, hang on. I think maybe Barcelo has them out. I um, have it. Course. I have them up on FanDuel. It's okay. plus
3: 146 for Winnipeg on the money line, minus 176 for Pittsburgh. The over six and a half is minus one twelve, minus one oh eight for the under.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So Pittsburgh already won in their earlier matchup this year, three-nothing on the road. Um I don't know if you guys have any angles here or players you're looking to target but um it almost feels like you're going to wait until Winnipeg finishes tonight before kind of making anything uh official. So I don't know if you get so any leans or targets early
2: just I mean, to that line like I would be all over the Jets. Yeah. yeah plus well, on Pit- so
1: Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh's bad against centers so mm-hmm. Here, Luke de shots or Shifley shots, maybe, but yeah.
0: You look at Pittsburgh I, at home, though 11 4 and 4 compared to their road record, which is what 10 9 and 2. Winnipeg's obviously been worse on the road, so uh, plus yeah, so they're on maybe, the back to back, right? Yeah, so Pittsburgh's at yeah, the Pist- edge. Pist-
1: Pittsburgh money line, maybe, maybe the look
3: there. Yeah, it's minus nice nice
1: 176, it, though. It's right Oh, it's minus nice 176. Okay, maybe like a no, first, maybe reg
0: win or for oh, true. Yeah. No, I'm trying to look at uh Riddick. So Riddick allowed what four in his last start and then three and then one. So he's been giving up goals so that understat may uh may change after this one. But um mm-hmm. in terms of players too, what Connor has 15 points in his last 10, um Dubois 13 in his last 10, but uh shots on goal in their last five. So Dubois averaging 3.6. Yeah, shots but... on goal in his last five on seven attempts. And then uh, Ehlers is 3.2 shots on goal on 7.6 attempts. So those are two player props as well to kind of look at. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any others there. I want to keep an eye on Ehlers tonight. Um, I want to
3: see a little more from him. I think this is the second game back, right? Or May third game back. Third, I think, yeah. Um, But I might look at him for like a goal or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I know his point prop usually isn't bettable, but I'm going to look at the goal props, see how
0: he looks tonight. I like it. Any other thoughts here? You want to move on to uh, New Jersey? Let's move on. All right. So, New Jersey versus Anaheim. New Jersey's won but their last two, won three of their last five here. Uh, The previous matchup this season, New Jersey won four to two. Um, They're minus 185 on the money line. It looks like they're minus 250 tonight, even on the road. So, that's only increasing. Um, Anaheim's just awful. So, if anything, and they give up a ton of shots and goal to pretty much everyone, it seems like. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of just trying to pick which devil's going to get the majority of the shots tonight, which just seems like an issue this year, at least for me, at least, of trying to predict which one's going to have a big night. I don't know if you guys have kind of had that same issue as well. Yeah, you- devils have been I'll- tricky
1: because of because of how good so much, and how deep the team is of getting the right guys set for points that have any sort of value um i'll definitely be lowing up on jack Hughes shots and probably ladder it and maybe dougie hamilton too i I think somebody was about to say something though
2: i was just gonna say jack hughes
1: yeah yeah i think we're
2: all uh he's the hottest shooter against the best matchup like i could obviously we don't have any player prop lines out yet but i'm expecting four and a half maybe minus 130 Minus one twenty five, like I think it's gonna
0: be juiced.
1: Yeah, hopefully we get alt shots on FanDuel for it too, because I'll I'll take it all the way to the top.
0: Yeah, i us say at four and a half minus one thirty. I'm still gonna lay it. It seems like with this uh, yeah. ideal matchup here. Um. So yeah. Uh. I don't know, Franco. If you don't anything to add or on this matchup, but it seems like if anything, you're looking to target the total here and just stay away from money lines because it's almost unbetable at this point.
3: Yeah, I mean I I'll echo the Hughes sentiment. I, he's been a guy I've never been able to get right this year for some reason. Um I've actually laid off him a lot recently. So thank you, you guys, are you guys are welcome. Um
2: <laughs> shout out <to> you.
3: <laughs> but um I'm look I'm looking at last three years versus Anaheim, um, just for these players and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So Jesper Bratt has an assist or four assists in four games against them. So that might be something to target. Mm -hmm. He sure has two goals and one assist in three games versus them. And Palat has two goals in three games versus them. So maybe, um, again, if you guys think, like, um, Palat's ready to go, maybe you can back him for something there. Or um, He sure goal might be an interesting one because he'll probably be, like, a decent price, I would assume. Obviously, everybody's going to want to bet Hughes uh, goal
0: and stuff like that. but Yeah, He sure is, what, 11 points in his last 10 games, so... I mean, that's not a bad look at all. I like that a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, let's get on to the last game here. Edmonton at San Jose. San Jose plus 130 on the money line. Edmonton minus 160 here. Campbell's expected and Reimer's expected for San Jose here. San Jose is just kind of in a free-for-all. Lost seven of the last 10, but Edmonton hasn't been great either, losing two of their last three here. This is a game I don't really want to touch. I don't know if anyone has any strong opinions about it, but this is a game that just seems like um, I don't really want to go near it here. I don't know Sharks, what your thoughts. Are. Sharks
1: have been really good at not taking too many penalties, and that's kind of Edmonton's bread and butter right now. Um, but Man, you, you got to think the over is good because on the flip side here, I, I, saw, I saw I saw a tweet earlier this week. Sharks are the second best team for expected goals four on five versus five.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And San Jose's last ten the over is eight, one and one.
1: Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'll I'll lean the over here for sure. I I mean, if Campbell's actually in that, yes, I'm going to take the over (laughs) immediately, but, but, uh, Fridays kind of scare me. So maybe it's under Winnipeg, Pittsburgh, Jersey team total at 3.5, if we we're lucky enough to get that. And then uh, the over on Edmonton San Jose.
0: Yeah. Pickles, 3.5. do you have any uh, players you're targeting here for Edmonton or San Jose, or do you have a side or total?
2: I was going to go with the total. Um, yeah. They got good history. And like you said, I think both teams um, both teams have gone over, I think, eight of the last 10, or like you said, 8-1-1. One, one. So there's great. Great players to target. Usually, you want to target um uh centers against the Oilers for shots on goal. I think they allow the fourth most shots on goals to centers with uh yeah, fourth most with 11.81 per game. So maybe I know a lot of the Twitter community has been all over Hurdle lately, he's been letting everybody down. So maybe that's a good bounce back spot for him. Um, other than that, just the over is my favorite, especially if Campbell, if we get Campbell.
0: Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, McDavid also has been pretty hot lately. five Averaging five shots on goal uh, per game in his last five on 7.4 attempts. So mm-hmm. another little stat right there for you. I don't know his history versus San Jose, but given the talk about centers, I think that's uh, a look to kind of take, take a look at per se. Um, all right. Any other closing thoughts here, guys? I mean, been but another one of our longer episodes getting on tangents about uh just random teams but uh i don't know if you guys have anything that you wanted to wrap up the episode with no
1: nah, i think that's probably pretty good
0: yeah no um all right well um before we close this out here i want to thank Spit and picklets for joining us as well it's been a gl- blast uh having you on here we'll be sure to kind of get you on again here um hopefully soon here but do you want to shout out your socials so people can go uh, give you a follow?
2: Yeah, I'm just, uh, at spitting picklets on Twitter. Um, that's majority of where I post all my, all my stuff and, uh, Gator, Franco grad I just want to thank you all so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, it was good to, you know, bounce some other hockey ideas with, uh, some great hockey minds and, uh, Hopefully Cheddar doesn't listen to it because there's no way he'd let me come back.
0: <laughs> well, for sure. Betsky, you want to tell the people where you're at one more time? Yep. I'm on Twitter at Gretzky Betskis. Awesome. Franco? And I'm on Twitter at Franco the Banker. Awesome. As always, you can find me on Twitter at GatorBetting and on Instagram at GatorSportsBetting. Uh, one last time, thank you guys for listening. And this has been another episode of Expected Bets 4.